Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB podcast here from Ausbiz. It is April the 29th. I'm your host, David Scott, and I'm joined today by Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, look, we had a bit of a, a losing streak, but uh, Wooshka, up we went today. We did, and of course, we were covering that 10 to 12 hours this morning. It went up one and stayed at plus 1%. Actually closed at the day's highs as well. Bottom left, top right, as Carl Kapalinga would say. Materials leading the way. That sector closing up 3.5%. So what commodity problem? What China problem? Nothing to see here. Hope springs eternal when it comes to <laughs> endless summer of China infrastructure stimulus. That's what the plan seems to be at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, lots of uh, talk about you know, more rollouts. Uh, echoing 2008, I thought that was all the other uh, problems that led to all the uh, no need to go and uh, you know deregulate the economy there and get and shut down and all let's the steel mills. Regulate the property developers, but all of that appears to be so 2021. Exactly right. It's uh, 2022. It's roll it out and uh, they shall build it, and uh, that certainly helped our local market today. Also, like across the board, it's got to be. Said, it was across the pretty, board. Pretty pretty strong gains everywhere, and a lot of that uh, was not necessarily about the local market, but it was about that little pesky thing called Facebook, which is now. Morphed into Meta. Um, look, uh, after hours, big, big pop. It's You know what? It feels like the opposite of every other big name that we've heard recently is that, you know, expectations are high only to collapse after hours. That was the exact opposite. Expectations, I don't know if they were well managed, but kaboom, up 20% after hours led all the tech stocks higher. Yeah, my theory is that it's re-rated significantly now and uh, probably when it came to symmetrical risk or asymmetric risk, it was actually skewed to the top side, whereas where you look at a lot of those those are names that haven't gone and reset. I'm talking True. to you, Apple, which of course is going to be out later on tonight. Uh, that I do dare say is going to be a really, really key moment for this market. If Apple flusters uh, and flounders a little bit, uh, unfortunately, I, it shot the lights out last quarter. Let's face it; like yeah. no one was expecting Apple and Amazon to do as well as they did. So maybe we go back to managing expectations, and around and around we go. Yeah, it's going to be a huge night of earnings tonight. Uh, so you mentioned as well, Amazon will be out. Intel, uh, just to name three of the big boppers that will be reporting tonight. I reckon is that when it comes to sheer market cap size, mm-hmm. is probably numero uno. Uh, look, getting back to the other local market, as you mentioned, finished uh, at uh, no closing at uh, absolute highs of the session. Looking across the market map, uh, some of the gains are just astronomical in that material space in particular. Fortescue out with a quarterly production update, actually managing to go and, and beat production forecasts. It did. Uh, whereas the other two big iron ore majors, of course, uh, BHP and Rio, didn't manage to do quite as well. Yeah, They uh, left their guidance unchanged, yep. but Fortescue lifted lifted its guidance and had a skyrocketing day today. But I believe that's chart of the day. What did the experts think? Yeah, chart of the day and chart stock of the, of the day, day as well. well <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right. (laughs) Let's go and find out what our experts had to go and say in relation to that one there. So we sat down today uh, with... Carl Kapalinga, 
from Think Market. And David, David Lane from Lane. as well. And to see what they thought of Fortescue, uh, whether it was worthy of a buy at current levels. Take a listen. Obviously, the, the headline was uh, their increase, our expected increase in production. Uh, and then you sort of had to dig a little and find the fact that costs are going up as well. So you've got to, yeah. if you're going to announce something bad, always try to announce it with something good uh, and make a bigger deal out of the something good. And I've said, I think the last time I was on uh, about a month ago, I said, look, stick stick with Fortescue. I, I can't, I don't think it's a screaming buy in terms of the valuation of the chart, but I definitely think there's enough to stick with, uh, especially if you're a yield investor, because that's going to be, um, you know, 10, 9, you know, even if it, even if it, it drops off a little bit over the next couple of years, it's still going to be high single digits, fully franked. The negative, I suppose, is that the Ironbridge project, which will be a, a very big project, has already been pushed out another quarter. So the, there is a bit of a delay there, which will impact the, the financial year 23 numbers. But uh, certainly a, a very good business. Uh, if you've got it in your portfolio, I'd be holding and, and enjoying that dividend yield. Probably not a buy at the moment. If we can, if we do see a little bit of a weakness in in either the iron ore price or the the share price, that might be a time to look at adding. So we have it. Great company, but uh, yeah, just can't buy it at these levels. And uh, who can justify given volatility in the iron ore price? I've got to say today, the huge gains. It wasn't just for Fortescue, but also BHP and Rin, yeah. Rio Tinto. And that's despite the daily and iron ore futures actually coming off the levels they were this morning. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, funniness going on at the market, a lot of innuendo and speculation about what may or may not take place, I dare say, in China is driving that uh, that movement for the time being. Also, we've got to be put in context that uh, a lot of those miners were hit extremely hard at the start of this week. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether that uh, no, this bounce today will be sustained longer term. And of course, closer to home, we're a bit quiet on the macro front. We had a big punchy terms of trade, but that's still drowned out by that sound of capitulation. I think almost every major analyst looking at Australia and RBA is looking for action next week. There's a couple holding out for June, but when it comes to May, I think 15 is consensus. I mean, Scotty, you tweeted that it would be consensus by the end of the week. It's certainly going to be the case, but I spoke to Sherelle Murphy, Chief Economist at EY here in the studio and she said she wouldn't rule out 40 and this is from a pretty conservative analyst so even even the doves are coming to the party the rba needs to get going and yet the financial sector has had a pretty poor week managed to pull itself out of the gutter today yeah interesting when it comes to that uh, rba story uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised i think that the rba should be doing 40 probably probably a lot yep, more could, uh, in, 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 <laughs> and probably a lot earlier than what i and they may do next week but uh, yeah, it's interesting to see people going in that way and uh, look, uh, pretty definitive evidence out there. I know that some people want to go and poo-poo and say like, oh, it's all supply, uh, supply chain disruption driven. Like that's no, rubbish. We don't need emergency level cash rates end of. Absolutely. Well, look, we had a number of great chats on the program as we always do each and every day. And one of those uh, today was with Gavin Went from the Mine Life Report. Uh, giving a bit of an you know, update around the commodity space and the energy sector as well. Uh, lots going on in that space. So uh, definitely worth a while having a listen to that interview on the podcast notes here you'll see on your newsletter. Also, uh, sat down today with Zach Riaz uh, from Banyan Tree Investment Group. Uh, no, three stocks to watch for inflated times, of course. Uh, no, talking about inflation. It's very uh, timely. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what can you go and do in these uh, no, tricky environment where we're talking about high inflation, uh, higher interest rates, and uh, potentially slower economic growth. So he's got a few names there. I'm looking across uh, the names there. Um, something for the punters out there. Something for those who want to go and get educated. 
I'm not going to tell you the third one. I'll have to go and take a listen. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Annette, uh, what's going to be on the radar uh, for you? Uh, obviously, we've got to Apple and uh, Amazon and Intel going to be dominating the headlines uh, tomorrow morning. Mm. What else is on the agenda? Well, it's, it's a bit of a quiet one for tomorrow. I mean, just sticking with macro, we do have producer prices for Australia, again, under the radar. But that will be three inflation reports this week from various angles, and they're just all pointing one way. So, yeah, the RBA has no excuse whatsoever. We've got Michael Blythe from Pinpoint Macro coming in at 11.30. He's given his considered views on what the RBA will do next week. So that is unfortunately macro world right now is what are they going to do and then round two is what will the banks pass on because that matters to anyone holding a mortgage yeah maybe we'll see some uh, out of cycle movements and out uh, larger than uh, my, the uh, RBA movement as well we've seen in the past so who says they won't happen on this occasion uh, cost of funding for particularly wholesale markets is going up uh, so just to go recap the other uh, session we had on the local market both the uh, CBO Australia 200 and XJO ASX 200 both closed up 1.3% coincidentally that's uh, the level where the uh, Japanese yen is trading right now. Is that right? Yeah, of course. Oh. Ba- yeah, we'll finish off with that. Uh, with that's the a story in itself. The Bank yep. of Japan keeping monetary policy unchanged. And the Japanese yen looks like it's been walloped. It's, uh, it's Confetti. Sol- that was a classic you said today. It does. Well, you've got to un- buy an unlimited amount of bonds uh, in order to go mm-hmm. and keep the, uh, the yields capped at uh, 25 basis points. That's, uh, that's currency debasement it in is. anyone's language and mm-hmm. uh, just doing it digitally uh, rather than putting on the printing press back in the day. So who knows where this ends up? All I know is that from an Asia uh, currency market perspective, uh, and that includes the Aussie dollar, mm. that is not a bullish thing longer term. Uh, no. Particularly if the yen starts to become a bit de-anchored, that's going to flow through to uh, the Chinese yuan, and that will definitely go and impact yeah, the that's, Aussie Yeah, that's certainly a discussion point for any of our FX people coming on tomorrow. I'll just leave you with another point. Is uh, US GDP is tonight. It's the first estimate for Q1. In the meantime, we found out overnight that the trade balance absolutely Absolutely exploded imports through the roof. A couple of cheeky analysts out there could, are looking for a negative print. So a negative GDP print, just as the Fed starts to ramp up tightening, that could give us a bit of a spicy start to trading tomorrow. Imagine that next week, the Fed rocks up, does a 50, starts quantitative tightening. And by the way, the economy just shrunk last week. Yep. Uh, it is 2022. <laughs> Beautiful. Unexpected. Uh, with that, uh, we'll leave it. We'll see you right and early on Friday morning at 8.30. 8.30. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.